Hi everyone, I'm Teresa Heal, and I want to thank Chris Platty for talking about Young Living Essential Oils. So I'm going to talk about a few of them myself. We have Thieves Essential Oil, and it supports a healthy immune function and may contribute to overall wellness when taken as a supplement, which is our Thieves Vitality line. We have Peppermint. It's fresh and energizing. You can diffuse it in the room while you're studying to improve your concentration, which is great. Then we have lemon, which also aids in concentration, especially wonderful aid for children who are struggling with school or have learning challenges. Those are just a few. So if you have any questions, contact Teresa Heal at Comcast.net. T-H-E-R-E-S-A-H-E-A-L at Comcast.net. Thanks. Have a great day. And thanks, Chris. Alright, hello everyone and welcome back to Strictly Hip Hop. As always, I'm your host Chris Platty and returning is my man of Dead End Sports and Dead End Hip Hop. The guy, he's been on the podcast before, you know him. The man, the myth, the legend. BZ, what's going on, man? What's going on? The man, the myth, the legend. That's funny. <laughs> um, just a regular guy that loves sports and hip hop, man. That's all. You know, nothing going on, nothing much, nothing much and working hard as usual. Yeah, man, you guys got the new studio set up and everything, and I've seen, uh, I, I finally seen your guys' uh, KOD, both review and reaction. Oh my god, uh-huh. like that, that video you guys did about like reacting to the reaction of KOD was so great. Yeah, I think that's something we might start doing, like, you know, especially for like, you know, like big reviews where we know we're going to get a lot of like, you know, feedback and stuff, whether it's positive or negative, but Especially the negative, because negative, that, that's the funny part of, of those reaction videos is, like, reading the negative and silly comments, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, we type of guys that we don't take ourselves too seriously. We, we, we all some goofy guys at the end of the day. So, you know, stuff like that, when people try to insult us and stuff like that, it's, it just, it's funny. It's just real funny because it's like, you know, we've, I've grown up, you know, clowning my friends. So it's like nothing for me. So. Yeah, dude, internet trolls are the funniest. <laughs> They are, they are the funniest, man. Like reading those comments was just, oh, uh, you made me want to go back and watch that video again. Cause yeah, I even like laugh, laugh out loud watching that, like laughing and watching re- us reading the different comments and stuff. I know it's crazy how somebody can get so worked up over somebody else's opinion on something. It's crazy. I mean, right? I know it's so it's so bananas to me, but you know, I guess it's just the internet world we're living in. Yeah. All right. Well, we are here to review. Pusha T's Daytona album. Uh, so just some quick background for it. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Pusha T is one half of the legendary hip-hop group Clips, formed with his brother Malice in 1997. It, uh, the Clips came up frequently collaborating with friend and legendary producer Pharrell. The group made music until 2009, then mutually split due to uh, focusing on solo careers and some personal differences but obviously maintain a great relationship as brothers do. 
2010, Pusha T landed a deal with Good Music and began immediately working with Kanye, who's known as a big fan of the clips. And the result was the classic track Runaway, as well as uh, some of the Good Friday tracks Pusha T was also featured on. Um, then under Good Music, Pusha T released his debut, My Name Is My Name, in 2013, which got solid commercial and critical acclaim. Um, and in 2015, he released King Push, the prelude Darkest Before Dawn, which is when I was introduced to, to Pusha for the first time. And uh, this was supposed to lead to King Push, the album, shortly after, but... As we all know, BZ, you and I both had, uh, I'm sure both of our platforms had this conversation multiple times of when is Pusha T coming. Uh, right. But he finally came in 2018. In 2015, another side note, it, he became the president of Good Music. But yeah, so fast forward to 2018, King Push was scrapped for this album, Daytona, which has received a very high score so far by meta, uh, by critics of 86 out of 100. So, um, so it's met with very good uh, critical acclaim at the moment. So, BZ, I'll let you take the lead on this. Uh, what do you want to jump into first? Pick a track. Uh, man, the the the, the first. Well, I ain't gonna say the first track that because the first track, track one, um, was dope as hell. But the, the second track, that one that just really had my head nodding, was oh. the games we play. Like, man, that was just everything about that. Was just, from the hook, you know. Usually, sometimes when you have a song that has a good hook, you know, these are the game we play. We are the names they say. This is drug money. Your ex nigga claim he say he makes. So it's just like you know. That's one thing about Pusha T. He's like one of those MCs that you. It's kind of like if it, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Because you know, sometimes I'm pretty sure myself, and I'm pretty sure you have before, like kind of critiqued an artist when they be like, man, they they subject matter has just been the same the last. That's, you know, two albums or the last three albums or whatever, whatever. You know, they're not doing anything creative, nothing different. That's one thing that always interests me about Pusha T is like his subject matter is pretty much stayed the same. Yeah. But it's just the way the way he rhymes, the way he delivers it is always it's like it's always good. And it's like, why is this dude is always talking about coke and drugs? But for some reason, it, it's it, always still drawn to it. It's always it's fresh. always fresh, you know. Like I, I love it, man. Like just the way that song came on with the beat of the for one, the beat was just like head nodding, oh. and then just the way it came on. Yeah, this ain't a wave or a phase, cause all that shit fades. Like this lifestyle's forever when you when you made. Like like I mean, I mean, it's like he's giving you drug dealer talk, but he's also kind of giving you like life lessons or he putting you up on game type of talk. So I thought it was cool, and then I thought on that song, I thought he had a cool um, Wu Tang line where he said. Um, I'm your ghost and your ray. This is my this is my purple tape. Like we all know how classic only Bill for Cuba Links is, and it's just like for him to reference that. I don't know. That was a cool little. That was a cool line right there. Like you know that that's the purple tape. But he also used that as a drug reference too, which is like, damn. So that's what I mean by like clever, like clever stuff you can play off of. Like people know about Ghostface and Raekwon, and then use the purple tape reference and also as a drug reference. So it was just kind of like, okay, that's what I'm talking about, like clever. So. Yeah, the games we play is like, oh man, I like I ain't I'm not gonna lie. When I first listened to this album, I kept repeating that song. Like I was like, okay, let me finish the rest of the album because I kept I kept repeating that song because I just I was just so infatuated with that song and I just I just I had to I had to keep listening to it again. So then when I finally was like, all right, let me get through it through the rest of the album because this is a short 21 minutes, 21 minute album, yeah. you know, seven tracks, you know, real fast. Like I was I had tweeted this that day, um, to think the day it came out. My commute to work is normally about 35 to 40 minutes. 
Like I noticed when I I wasn't even like halfway to work after because I, I I literally pressed play when I pulled out my driveway, yeah. <laughs> and then like I noticed I was like maybe about halfway to my job and the album was starting over again. And I and I tweeted I was like, damn, that was fast. <laughs> like and then everybody just started laughing at me because they knew what I was talking about because I didn't even say like the name of the album. I was just like, damn, that was fast. Like push your teeth. Like that was quick. But I don't you know I don't mind that. If y'all watch Dead and Hip Hop, I've always stated. Hell, even before we start doing that, I prefer a nice short album. Give me anywhere between 35 to 45 minutes, you know, seven to like about 11, 12 tracks. I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm give good me, with that. So. Give me something I don't have to skip and I'm cool. You know what I'm and saying? And I'm, yep, yep. And, you know, going in, going in with this, I was like, okay, Pusha has to be very precise. Yeah. He has to be to the point because there's no way that he's going to have like a skip track or like, you know, something like you said, yeah. something that you're just going to have to skip. Like, oh, I can come to that later. So. But yeah, these are the games we play, man. I, I love it, man. I, I love that the drug with the clever talk he had on there, straight to the point. I mean, the both um, all three verses was dope, and the hook was just you know it, the hook had you want to come back for more. So that's to me that's the signs of a of a good song. Whenever the hook and the verses will you in, hey, that, that's the sign of a great song. Yeah, and I'm so glad you brought up your first listen because my first listen, what I do is me and my me and my best friend, we have a tradition where because we're just so into rap that we. Every every Thursday night he comes over and we listen to uh we listen to the uh the stuff right as they drop like all the projects that release right as they drop and so we're sitting there we're listening in the car and the first one comes on and it's so different from from Darkest Before Dawn that it that it kind of yes. gave me pause I'm like I'm like okay where's this going and then when this one came on immediately as soon as the beat came on I was like oh. All right, we're 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 riding now. We're really riding. Yeah. Like yep. the, the yep. first track had to grow on me, but this one just right away. As soon as this one came out, I'm like, oh, this is where it's going. Let's let's go. That the instrumentation is just amazing. Uh, and then like you said, you know, you pointed out some bars, and one of my favorite bars on there was, you know, the scale never lies. I'm two point two incentivized. Like ooh yes uh, oh my god it's and then the only kingpin who ain't sinking chess moves that means my third eye ain't blinking blinking <laughs> stay woke or get out oh. man dude he was, oh, man yeah yeah that's Pusha T was murdering it he was murdering it yeah man that was uh that was an incredible track and like you said the hook was just I'm I'm all the way with you the hook was just so it was so simple but it just it it worked so well. It hit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and um and that's the thing about this beat too is it's is it's so good but it but it's so it it comes off as so as so simple. It's not this like it it doesn't feel like a complex beat, you know what I'm saying? It's just it's just very simple yeah. and to the point. And that's what that's what I think makes it and I think Pusha did a good job of like staying in that pocket and making you it, making you just focus on the words too. Like he has he has a presence that kind of shines through on this record and all of the records too. But um, this one's a good example of just where like where like you're you're vibing to the beat, but you're but you're so focused on his lyrics. It's not drowned it out in reverb or anything like that. It's just straight to the point. Yep. And then, you know sometimes that can that can be an issue whenever you have you know a one producer one MC. You know, it's almost like who's gonna steal the show? Who's gonna who's gonna kind of step back, or who's gonna are they both gonna compliment each other very well? And you know, yeah, Kanye West and, and Pusha T, they definitely comp- compliment each other very well because this is the first time we've heard an entire 
project produced by Kanye West and Pusha T as the MC. You know, usually Pusha T is known for working with different, right. you know, different producers. Right. You know, the based Neptunes, off his first, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, knots and stuff like that. So, you know, for him to go in with one producer, you know, as a solo artist, I, I think, yeah, I think that's that. I think that was pretty. It was pretty dope. Yeah, man, I'm I'm here for it. Uh, so you you brought up Kanye West. Let's jump to the one of the tracks I wanted to bring up, and that is the Kanye West feature on "What Would Meek Do." Now, oh, man. this is the one that immediately of of all the songs, uh, my friend and I. This was the one that immediately caused conversation after, and I'm sure I'm sure you can kind of see that with with of course with, you know, this is Ye's first real uh, music appearance since. Uh, since the stuff that since all the stuff that's been going down he had yay versus the people which was a short quick little thing but then this was a verse where he was uh that where he partially addressed it and man that line i'm not gonna lie me and my friend just looked at each other and cringe when he said when he had the mega hat line it was yeah it was like it was like um i want to get this right um if you ain't driving well black, do they stop you? Will mega hats let me slide like a drive through? Through uh, yeah. 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 Oh, that was a man, good way to point that out. Yeah. Wow. He did he really did say that too. Cause yeah, for a second I'm like, man, did he use Mac did he use the Magna hat line? I'm like, wow. So yeah, you come yeah, you definitely confirmed it because I don't even think we spoke about it on uh Dead and Hip Hop. So yeah, wait, wait to catch that. Good job. Good job of catching that one. Damn, wow, but um that's crazy. Cause that was the one line that just immediately stuck with me. Like first listen, like I caught it and it was just like wow. And me and my friend looked at each other and we're just like wow. Like <laughs> He really said it. Like yeah. he, he really went there. It was like one of those he really went there type of moments. But um yeah I agree with you yeah um you know what would me what would uh Meek do? I thought <laughs> I thought that was a pretty uh, a, a clever line, you know, uh, for for what well, you know. I guess you know, of course, we all know about what's going on with Meek Mill's situation and and everything. So you know, I thought the title of the song was pretty interesting. But yeah, um, Kanye and Pusha T fed off each other very well. Um, you know, Pusha T with just the my coupe is three twenty, the roof hit or miss, murder on oh. the highway, the news says like yeah, like I was just like damn, okay, uh, Pusha. Like Pusha always has some clever, clever ass lines on here throughout this whole album, which I, I like. I like because I was seeing people it's like, oh yeah, Pusha T lines wasn't really that good on this album. Like it was what? okay. I'm like okay. I said man, and then I think he said something. He said a line, um, devil on the other, on the other. Would you? What would Meek do? Papa Willie tell the judge to Akinelli. And you the know, way he the, pronounces the, that too is crazy. Yes, yes, because you already knew what. That's the reason why Meek was doing that BS charge. You know, he went to, back to jail for popping a freaking willy for doing something innocent, didn't hurt nobody, he didn't do anything, and the judge being super hard. So, yeah, Papa Akinelli, put it in your mouth. Everybody, if you're not familiar with Akinelli, he got the famous song, uh, put it in your mouth. So it was like, I thought that was clever. Like, he just has some really clever joints on here. But, yeah, I, I like the beat. I, I definitely like the beat on this one. This Kanye, man, Kanye was chopping some soul on, on this, man. He, he some, of, some of the tracks, um, I think, and it was another one of your favorite tracks, um, uh, uh, what's the name? Back, of it? Baby. Yeah, come back, baby. Uh, the way the way Kanye had that sample on that one, it would remind me of something like Madlib, like somehow Madlib would flip that beat. So I was just like, man, I don't know if Kanye got inspired by listening to a whole bunch of Madlib beat tapes that he claimed he listened to. And man, he he definitely, I can feel it on that because that that joint, that's crazy. That's one of your favorite joints. Because yeah, when I first heard it, I'm like, damn, this shit is. I haven't heard this soulful Kanye production in a long time. So. Oh. Trust me, we're gonna get to that one. We're gonna get to that one. Yeah, but yeah, 
But, but yeah, what would Meek do? I, th- I thought it. I thought it was clever. I was for some reason I was expecting like I think it would. I think that track would have also uh, did some justice if he would have featured uh, Jay Z. I don't. For some reason I can hear Jay Z on that track. On, on what would Meek do? I, 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 you know, you know how when you hear certain uh, features, you'd be like, hmm. I think this person would have sound good on that joint yeah. too. I don't, for some reason, Jay Z always popped in my head every time I listen to this particular track. Hey, I ain't I'm never. Like, I'm not. I'm never mad at that. <laughs> I'm never mad at it. Yeah, you know, because you know, because. You know, with this track, you know, dealing with you know life when you in court, and we we we've, we've known and heard Jay, and we've seen Jay, you know, did battle stuff through court in court before. You know, mm-hmm. rather his business ventures or you know Jay talking about stuff from when he you know before he was that you know Jay Z the rapper. So I thought he, I think he would have had some interesting takes on you know dealing with court and legal systems and illegal illegal ways and everything with the drug with drug money and stuff like that. So I thought. That's why I just kept thinking about Jay Z. I'm like, man, Jay Z would probably fit this song perfect for some reason. Oh yeah, he would have for sure. I'm with you on that. That's a good point. See, I didn't think of that, but um, but you bringing that up, I I totally see it. And, and one of the things I don't know if you kind of feel this way listening to his track, but I feel like with the way with the way Kanye starts it off and the way you know, uh, they're talking shit. Push, how do you respond? And that it, it and then and then Kanye has his verse as well. It kind of seems like Kanye like really like set the tone for this whole track. Like this is this is more so like a Kanye driven track in a in in a sense because you know the topic is what would Meek do in it and it, and I believe it stems from you know what what Kanye says at the very beginning, which is how do you uh, they're talking shit push how do you respond. So it seems like he's kind of like this overarching presence that just kind of puts everything together in a way. Yeah, yeah, I see. Yeah, damn, damn, that's crazy. Like this is amazing talking to different people. You know, different people about albums. It's like you, you know, you point out something that I ain't never even thought about. <laughs> so that's yeah. that's crazy. Wow, that's yeah. dope. And one more thing on this record before I let you bounce to your next one um, is what did what was your thoughts when you were first listening? And you heard Kanye go poop, scoop, woop, oopity woop. Like I, I was thinking the poopity scoop, toopity. Like you talking about that video where he yeah. had a song where he we kept saying poopity scoop, yeah, poopity poopity scoop, yeah. So I was like, oh my god, is he getting ready to say this on this album? Like I'm like, come on, Kanye, do not mess up this album. Well, Pusha T been giving us all these bars throughout this whole album, and you wait to track six try to come up in here and, get, and give us the poopity scoop but he didn't go there though he didn't go there i'm glad i'm glad he didn't yeah. but i was you i'm i was worried i was a little worried because i'm like please do not give us a whole entire verse of poopity scoop like yeah. please yeah so, it, it played yeah, into the narrative well too though it did it did uh, it did it really did uh but yeah so anyways i'll let you jump to your your other track you wanted to bring up okay uh another track uh i think on a production standpoint, this is probably one of my favorite tracks. Just how, just the transition of this song, production-wise, oh, yeah. was just so amazing. Uh, Santeria, uh, dope, dope song. Starts off, starts off with that Little Kim drug sample. If you're not familiar, folks is listening. Uh, if you Little Kim's debut album, Hardcore, she has a song called uh, Drugs. Kanye flipped that that same sample. Kanye flipped that same sample, but he. Completely, he flipped it completely different. The way he sequenced it was way different from the actual drug song. So if y'all have a good chance, if you listen to Santeria, the first half of it, listen to Little Kim Drugs, and y'all, y'all need to hear what I'm talking about. But um, yeah, uh, Santeria, dope as hell. I love when the, when the beats switch, going going into the um the third verse, 
and like how it was kind of like a build up, build up, build up. And then that transition was so smooth. That's one thing I love about that's one thing I like about when beat on beat switches. Like I don't like beat switches where it kind of like you got one vibe of a song and then he's like, oh, the beat switched up. And then it just like changed the whole entire mood of the song. I think this beat switch up, it transitioned so well where I felt like it didn't lose the luster from the going from the first vibe, you know, first vibe of the, of the first half of the track going into the second, you know, into the second part when he went and started up into his third verse. I thought that was just so damn amazing. Like production wise, I was like blown away with that track. I was like, oh, this is easily my favorite production wise track on here. Um, bars are still sharp, though. This bars are still sharp. Leave you leave you like Malcolm X where the where marks it. Oh. Brave, hey, it's probably better this way. It's cheaper when the when the champagne play is set to real. Like, like yeah, like I, I was like, damn, like here you go, Pusha T, with these clever lines, and then you're using drug reference. But it's like if you really pay attention to it, sometimes it's like you probably wouldn't catch it. But then when I listen to it about third, which I'm like, oh snap, that's a drug reference. But <laughs> off the first couple of listens, I didn't catch it. So like that's what I mean by clever. Like clever is like. It's, it's, he's doing it in a sneaky way. It's not like this straight up, yeah, yeah, coke, coke this, I sniffed all that or do all that. Like, whereas some artists, it's just right in your face. Yeah. Pusha T is very, very clever with it, man. That's why I always, that's why I like. That's why I'm, he's always like a, if it ain't if it ain't broke, don't fix the type of MC. But yeah, Santeria was just, oh man, that, and the Spanish in the hook, I mean, it's just, it was dope. It was dope. It was cool. Yeah. Um, shout out to the, the artist, um, uh 70 shake who is uh who signed to good music actually i don't know if you if you knew that but oh, um, i didn't know that but yeah i didn't um, know that yeah that, that that artist is signed to good music actually and uh you know one of the things that the, the thing that immediately stood out for me with this song was just how beautifully it transitioned from comeback baby the last song like the way it just it oh, it, yeah. it just immediately yeah, picked up yeah. It sounded like it yeah, could have been. Sorry, it's it. It sounded like it could have been another part of a song, uh, of that song, you know, almost in a way. Like it just it flowed so beautifully that uh, together, and you know, like you said, of course, Pusha T's always here with the lyrics. And you want to know something? You brought up a good mm-hmm. point about Pusha T staying fresh with all these drug references. You know how Pusha T is is the best, like is the best, like one of the best lyricists. Is because he has been rapping about cocaine for years since 1997, and I haven't heard one El Chapo or Escobar reference. Yeah, yep, yep. And you know, usually when someone talk about drugs, they're gonna always bring up El Chapo. The only person I can remember off the top of my head that he referenced, but he don't reference him a lot, yeah. is Sosa, and that's a fictional oh, character yeah. from Scarface. So, yeah. like that's and that's a fictional character. I mean, he he ain't even referenced like nobody real, like Pablo Escobar, or El Chapo. Like you, you know, like you. Damn, that's a good point. See, I ain't even think about that. That's 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 another good one. I ain't even think about that. That's dope. That that just shows you how he's able to do it so fresh, like, and how he's able yep. to really just always. Uh, Man, just the bars are the bars are just crazy, of of course. And uh, like you said, the vibe on this record is amazing. On um, the second part, you know the, and you brought up my favorite line on this whole thing: the leave Malcolm where X marks your grave was probably mm-hmm. my favorite line on here. Um, and and the way the the way the the beat builds when he says that when he says I bet we draw blood, you draw blanks, like Ooh. when when. And, yeah. and it and when you notice like listening back like I don't know did you did you pick that up how like the beat is like changing as he's saying it it's transitioning 
and it, and it's picking back up for the last few bars and it just it, it makes that line just hit so much harder so um mm-hmm. push it because that's that's when it picks up that's when you hear that drum yeah. break picks yep. up and you'd be like and it, it just it just goes somewhere else and you're like man yep i bet you when we draw blood yep you niggas you draw blanks dress you in all black partners with all sun- yeah yeah and then that's when the beat kick in yeah yeah oh my god yeah. that's right yeah that was that was so dope how that that, that like i'm saying that transition was so smooth it was yeah. so smooth and usually you know when the beat switch Usually, sometimes the rapper like kind of switch up their flow, but he he, he st- his flow stayed in that same pocket yeah. when that when that beat switched up in the transition, and you heard the transition happen. It was dope. Yeah, that was that was amazing. Um, I want to jump to my last record, and that is uh, the one we we mentioned before, "Comeback Baby." So, man, that George Jackson sample, "I Can't Do Without You," is just so mm-hmm. it works so well. Like that is my favorite hook on this thing. And the contrast is just so dope uh, in that beat because it's just it's just so soft, and then it then that bass drops and and Pusha T just goes in and the hi hats come in and all that stuff and it's uh it's crazy uh it's crazy like that like the drop always gets me every time and this is of all the flexing he does on this album I think this track features the best verses reminding anyone who may have forgotten how great he is like he had so many dope bars. Like uh, my favorite, probably my favorite on the whole on the whole album is with my connections made, I can still climb ladders when complexions fade, and then <laughs> and then I ra- and then wrapped on classics. I've been brilliant, went through thousands. We made millions. Now we blend in. We chameleons. Oh, oh man! Like yeah, I mean like the the rhyme scheme on that joint was just so so crazy, man. Like. Jesus Christ, be more burnt spoon, DC glass pipe, VA sent babies, bells out that rap trap life, blew through thousands, we made millions, cocaine soldiers, one civilians. Like, ah, like he, and like, like he's, and now he's giving you like an introspective, like, uh, push a T a little bit. Like, he's giving you a glimpse of like his personal life. You know what I'm saying? Cocaine soldiers, we was once, we was once civilians. We once didn't know about this life. And now, now we're cocaine soldiers. Now me and my brother is out here selling, you know, selling dope, or selling, you know, cocaine to survive. Like it's, like that's he's doing that and give you a glimpse of his personal life. It's, man, this dude, man, let my past to build out buildings wrapped oh. on classics. We've been, yeah, man. Oh my god, like, yeah, that this, yeah. And you know what? Yeah, he did get a little introspective because yeah, he was talking about yeah, <laughs> brought brought females, Hondas, took care of childrens. I'm like, okay, like, push a T win, man. I don't care what nobody say. People call Pusha T, you know, born as the subject matter, whatever. Pusha <laughs> T has bars, and that dude delivers so with so much precise, so clever wittiness. I don't know how you don't like this dude. Like, it's crazy. It's it's crazy to me, man. I'm right there with you. Uh, I'm right there with you, man. Pusha T is a gem, and now and now everyone understands why we were so frustrated that we weren't getting King Push all those yes. years. Yes, because I think I think in previous podcasts I've been on with you, we was like, okay, yeah, we still waiting on John Carter. Yeah. When is this Pusha T is dropping? When is Pusha T dropping? We're like, we he's supposed to been dropping. So, yeah, man, that's funny. That's funny. That yeah. is too funny. Yeah, we have we we've been we've been fiending for a Pusha T album for the longest. Yeah, man. Um, all right, let's jump into overall thoughts and then and then before we get out of here, I feel like we should address the beef because I know you know that's just such a big part right now of everything yeah. going on. But um. So overall, overall thoughts. So I'll take the lead. I went with an eight point five out of ten. It's so solid throughout. Um, you know, like I, 
I really contemplated on giving it a nine or higher because I because I don't feel it's fair to I don't feel it's fair to uh to to hold time against a project. Like I think I think it, it doesn't matter whether you use twenty minutes or forty minutes or or eighty minutes. Um are those minutes effective? Do they hold your attention? And this project certainly does all the way through. I can listen to it, like you said, anytime, any any one of those songs. I have favorites, of course, but for the most part, I'm not mad if any single song comes on. Uh, Pusha T holds my attention throughout. And I really don't feel like Pusha T really wasted a bar on here. Like it like it, it doesn't seem like any even moment, let alone bar, is is wasted on here because nope. his lyrics always come through so clean, so precise, so intent uh so intentful that it, it just grabs your attention all the way the production of course is top notch um all the way through these beats are incredible push a t uh, and this is the kind of music we haven't really heard push a t go over some of these tracks and so it mm-hmm. was some awesome uh it was some awesome contrast they did a great job of creating a healthy contrast within songs um I like that, you know, he only had two features, Rick Ross and Kanye. Um, when you have only 20 minutes, I feel, you know, especially with how long of a wait we had for Pusha T to release something. Um, I'm right. glad that it was him a lot of the time. Um, so that really that really helped with me. And so, yeah, I mean, honestly, everything about this project sat well with me. I mean, it's up there with me with uh, for, for album of the year so far with Book of Ryan. It's, it's right up there in contention. Um, I think it's, I think it's an amazing, I think this is an amazing album. Like I don't really have any real shortcomings with it. Yeah, I think, um, can I do like, do I have to do like 8.5? Can I do like (laughs) (laughs) 8.8? You can do whatever you want, man. Okay. Yeah. I I give it like an 8.8 and reason why I probably don't have it like at a nine maybe is just because I think you mentioned about the features. Um, yeah, Ky- even though Kanye and Rick Ross were, they definitely were, you know, good features. They wasn't bad or nothing like that. I yeah. mean, they 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 blended in with the track well, but I feel like I feel like they didn't add anything. So that would probably be like yeah. somewhat of a takeaway. Like I like just like you said, we've been waiting for Push T. So you know, I would have been cool with seven tracks of all Pusha T. You know, adding Rick Ross on there, okay, that's cool. Adding Kanye, all right, that's cool. But like I, I that when, when the tracks was over, I didn't feel like oh man, Ross brought it like ross was like that dude or, da, 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 or kanye was like oh man he he came with a tight verse like they all had solid verses and you know that was it so that would probably be like the knock i would take but other than that man like this thing was 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 i mean the first the first thing i thought when i listened to this album was precision yeah. precision 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 because that guy pushed the t was very very sharp throughout this whole album and he had no choice but to be sharp because seven tracks 21 minutes I better I better feel like I'm I'm being stuck every song. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah, I gotta give it an eight point eight. I'm I'm giving it eight point eight. All right, man. I'm with I'm with you on that. I'm I'm co-signing everything. Uh, yeah, I I agree. The shortcomings to me were were um were the features. Not that they were bad. They were just solid. But um, mm-hmm. but and, and I think it's fair to knock it down. You know that much in terms of points because it's such a short album that you have to yep. make every minute every second count. So, um yep. so I'm with you on that all the way. Let's talk uh let's talk this Drake and Pusha T beef real quick. So, 
Um, the track ends with uh, the or the album ends with the track Infrared, where which Pusha T is dissing Drake, um, a multitude of things. So it's it he addresses the Birdman and Wayne issue as well, um, and he has one of my favorite lines on here with only only rapper that sold more drugs was Easy E. Um, mm-hmm. That was that was a dope line, but yeah, I don't know about you, BZ, but I kind of felt this way. So I of course knew. And everyone in the hip hop world kind of knew that Drake and Pusha T were, you know, jabbing and sparring for for a while now, and yep. you know this yep. this is a beef that predates even Drake and goes all the way back to just Lil Wayne and Drake was kind of just brought into it, um, but I felt, you know, listening to this listening to this song, like I I felt. I, I I kind of felt confused why this was the one that made Drake respond because it wasn't really that scathing like the first one. No, infrared, you know. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree because, well, <laughs> me personally, I think infrared was like the bait. Yeah, I think it, it was the bait. Percent. It was the bait. It was it was like a bait. Like you know, push your teeth out like a line or two. You know, it, it was written like Nas, but it came from quitting. Okay, yeah. we, we already know what that was about. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I told you, I, you know, they, they told me I was crazy when I killed the baby. Nah, you know, of course, he's talking about baby, his yeah. boss or whatever. So talking about Lil Wayne, another platinum rapper trapping, can't retire or whatever. So, you know, he threw like little lines. It wasn't like the entire song was about Drake. He just had a line or two about out there about him. And then Drake took the bait, made Duppy Freestyle. And, there, and the there rest was. is history. <laughs> yeah, Pusha, I, 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 one hundred percent believe that Pusha had that content ready for a beef with Drake. Yep. That the story, yep. uh, the story of added on. Um, yep. he had that ready, but you can't come out with that. You know, you know. No, no, that's that's why that's why I feel like I think Pusha T he timed this perfect because he was like, well, let me throw, out, let me let me bait him on. On uh, on on my album, on the song that I know, you know, on my album that people was anticipating, a lot of ears gonna be listening to it. I know people are gonna listen, you know, thoroughly to this album. Let me go. This is my chance to throw some, you know, throw a little jab, a little bait at Drake. And Drake, he ate that bait so fast. Yeah, he ate it. And you know what? And to give props, I mean, I'm not the the biggest Drake fan, um, but that Dumpy freestyle was pretty good. Like it his, was. His, his, yeah, it was his, really his, good. his response. Yeah, his response. I was like, "Oh, okay." I'm like, "Drake out here." I said, "All right, Drake." I'm, you know, pumping his chest a little bit. I'm like, "Okay, cool." But man, when Pusha T responded, Oof. I yeah. was like, "Oh my god!" And then, you know what's even worse? I don't know. Did you see his um interview he just did recently on Big Boy, Big Boy Radio? Uh, not that. the Big Boy one. I watched the one with Funk Flex. Okay. So. Okay, so the one with Big Boy, you know, Big Boy was asking him because you know um. You know, he was like, well, what can Drake find? He was, you know, skeletons in your closet and push it like, you're not going to find nothing. He said, my skeletons are already laid out. He was like, he can't do anything. What you going to do? So then Big Boy was like, so what if he responds? And push it to like, I want him to respond. He said, just like I told you on that record, we're going we gonna to peel this bad boy layer by layer. So he said, so pretty much push the T is like, if he comes with this track, I'm about to hit him with another one just as hard, if not harder than than the story of added on. You know what I'm saying? So Pusha T is he's daring Drake to respond. Like yeah. he is so daring. And the way that Drake Drake came and replied on a note app talking about, you know, the picture <laughs> of the blackface. I was like, and something and news just broke today, which is June first, uh yeah. people listening. Um, Drake 
he's spending a hundred K to find information on Pusha T and Pusha T tweeted like, man, I'm upset. He's like, you ain't gonna find no skeletons. You, you spending that hundred K for no reason. And you ain't gonna find nothing. Like I'm upset, which is he quoted from W yeah. freestyle, which was hilarious. So yeah, man, at this point, I've never seen Drake this shook before. Like usually in battles, Drake pick his, chooses battles really well and, and he becomes victory. He's yeah. always victorious. But I think with this one, this is the first time we see in Drake so shook. The, yeah, you know, this is writing, the first no misstep. Right. Hey, you writing, you on the no app, replying on the no app, <laughs> typing out your whole explanation for your for the album cover that Pusha T found on you. Like, oh. man, it, it's, 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 man, Pusha T, he, he, he's calculating this battle very well and he is winning. I mean, at this point, in my opinion, I don't think Drake should reply. Yeah. What do you think? I was, I was just going to ask you that. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't think Drake should because Pusha T clearly has more. And I already think I know, I mean, depending on how many layers he got, I already know one of the angles he's going to go at. He's going to go at how Drake how Drake has OVO, he signs artists, and then when, they, when he signs them, they basically just become shelved and work as like a hit factory for Drake. And they, get, and they basically just write for Drake. And really the only artist that's ever popped under OVO outside of The Weeknd was, um, was, was Party Next Door, and he kind of did that organically. And so it wasn't really anything that drake did per se so then drake right. kind of hopped on but so i think so i think that's one of the layers that pusha t is going to go after next but honestly i don't know what else pusha has and you know the funny thing is is that i was fairly confident that drake had had a child already because of um because i don't know if you remember this this is like a little thing but it it was a mm-hmm. blip that came up around more life remember like the rumors of like being pregnant and what like drake uh, impregnating a porn star which turned out to be adonis his son and um and kendrick lamar said in the heart part four it was the one disc that i felt like everybody skipped over was when he said you know go get the bag daddy and he was like you know saying it very mockingly i was like oh okay i was like oh, okay mm. that's what kendrick's making fun of right there it was push- was uh drake's uh was drake's whole pregnancy situation Wow, I'm ne- I would I've never peeped that. That that's a hell of a nugget that you peeped. I did not. I never noticed that on, on Hard Part Four. I mean, it never crossed my mind. It never was just like, yeah. When he said, "Wow, man, this is dope." I love when I talk to different people about <laughs> stuff, and I just and I find something completely you know different. You know, what I'm saying that's that's dope. I, I I never I didn't catch that. I did not catch that. I'm glad you're saying it on your podcast so people <laughs> listen to it. They're gonna be like, "Holy shit, Chris said it first. Chris said it first." <laughs> Hey man, thank you. I'll take the credit where the credit's due. <laughs> but um, yeah. no, it was um, I I liked I liked Pusha T. He was so calculated. He was so precise. Drake had a really good disc, but yeah, I just wonder where Drake can go next because if there really is no dirt on Pusha T, of course every person's gonna say that there's no dirt on him. But I truly believe it with Pusha T because of because of just the content he's rapped about he's been so open about his past yep. that you have to yep. that you have to give him the benefit of the doubt the same way I view Kendrick in that respect is that he's so open about his past about his upbringing about his personal life that I feel that I would be shocked if there was more skeletons in his closet and I feel the same exactly. way about Pusha T so um so I'm really wondering you know what else Drake can go like I mean even if he goes the hit making route um you know that could that could work for you know the some of the population, but I think you know the people like us and stuff, the people who are really who are really in in tune with hip hop are 
not going to go with that. It worked well with Meek because Meek didn't necessarily execute his plan the right way. He sure but, didn't. Uh, and then, I mean, he let us wait that long, and then on top yeah. of that, when he released it, it was whack. So, yeah, that was just bad. Yeah. So, so and Pusha T's been so precise and, and poignant to this point to where Drake can't just out-hit make him, you know? Nope, he, he sure can't. Real yeah. real quick before you finish, too, um, um, I'm pretty sure people are going to be like, why did they bring this up? But what did what you think about the album cover? The oh. actual album cover and the story behind that? Um, yeah, so so I, I'm actually not sure I understand the full story other than, um, is there anything more to it other than Kanye West like paid the 85000 to license it? Was there... Yeah, so... You know, the reason why that was that price tag is very high on that particular artwork because oh, that right, picture Whitney Houston, yeah. Yeah, that picture is, is the is the actual bathroom that Whitney Houston died in, that she overdosed in from cocaine. So like that's the exact picture. And you know, Bobby Brown already had a few words for Kanye, yeah. like he wanna slap him and stuff, and it's like, you know, okay, yeah, it's cocaine, you know, push it to cocaine, whatever that's subject matter, and that's but why use someone pain? And you paying eighty five k for it just to put it on, you know, make someone's album cover. Um, I, you know, that was I kind of disagree with that because, you know, my thing is, what if someone take Kanye's pain and make it as their album cover? Like, what if someone took a picture of the the surgery bed that your mother passed away in? You know what I'm saying? And right. and, and and they use that as their album cover. Like, you'll be ready to explode, Kanye. So I I think he should have respected the family and the state of you know Whitney Houston. You know, because. I'm pretty sure, you know, her mother was looking, is probably looking at Kanye sideways and like her family and all that stuff. We already got Bobby Brown wanting to smack him. So it was just like, come on, Kanye. So that's my, that's my small little take I just want to have about, yeah. about the album. No, Cause it no. was very, it was very controversial when, you know, when it, when the album came out. Yeah. 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 I, 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 I peeped that whole thing, but I was, um, the one thing is like, is like you brought up with the, with the whole like, I, it just it doesn't feel like it fits like I don't see like I don't feel like that cover is worth the controversy like I don't feel like it I don't feel like it so conceptually ties everything together you know like yeah and and based off based off Pusha T said that was literally last minute yeah. like last minute before the album was you know getting ready to release like you know Kanye was like nah we're gonna get this you know 85k and Pusha like I ain't paying 85k for album cover you like no nah, I got it <laughs> So, you know, it just man, yeah. I I didn't really once I know the reasoning and what 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 it was, I was like, okay, I don't agree with that being an album cover. Yeah, yeah. I just don't think it. I just don't think it enhances it enough to overcome the controversy that comes with it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, completely agree. Yeah. All right, man. Well, thank you for coming on, BZ. Um, I'll go ahead and let you plug all your stuff that you do. So go ahead and go ahead and check out BZ everywhere. Um, I'll let you do your plug. Okay, yeah, uh, BZ. It's pretty much BZ430 across the board. Uh, B-E-E-Z-Y 430. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, you know, YouTube.com, backslash, backslash, BZ430. I always get the backslash and forward slash confused. (laughs) But um, yeah, uh, YouTube.com, type up BZ430. You'll find my channel. Check, Check me out. Yeah, man, check him out. He's got a bunch of dope, um, he's got a bunch of dope content on his channel. Um, he's as well, uh, a big part of dead end hip hop and dead end sports. He's always doing that. Um, is the mic still on dead end sports, uh, dead end hip hop. And, um, on your YouTube channel, I love those, uh, those top 25 breakdowns you do of, uh, yeah. Of- 
Yeah, of the of the like my favorite personal favorite albums. Um, yeah, people keep bugging me to do East Coast, but I'm like, man, it is like oh. a leather of albums. I was like, man, I can do I can do a top twenty five of East Coast, and it'd be twenty five more albums. I'd be like, oh my god, how did I forget these? So I think I might do Midwest next. Yeah. So I think I'm gonna do. I think I, I can I uh, can definitely uh, come up. I can definitely come up with twenty five of my favorite uh, albums to come from the Midwest. You know, oh. Chicago, Detroit, Minnesota. Oh yeah, Kansas. Like yeah, so you know, I'm 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 gonna definitely I'm gonna do Midwest next. So be on the lookout for that. Yeah, I, I also just released. I just released a Black Milk's Fever review and uh, Jericho Jackson, which is Elzion Crisis review. Um, we didn't get a chance to do that as a crew, so I figured, you know, I I knock those out on my channel. So check them yeah, out man. if you have. I'm it. gonna peep that because Elzion's dope. Yeah, yes sir. Elzion's dope as hell. So um, thank you, thank you, BZ, for coming out, man. Always appreciate you giving me time. Always giving me great insight. Me and the listeners, I learn every time I'm with you, man. Oh man, appreciate you. Thanks for thanks for being patient with me today too. <laughs> no problem. Man. Come up with work, so yeah, appreciate you being patient with me. No problem, man. Hope to see you soon. All right, cool. And if this is your first time listening to the podcast, thank you for listening. Um, my name is Chris Platty. You can find me on Twitter at Real Chris Platty, and you can find my podcast Strictly Hip Hop and Strictly Hoop Talk, two podcasts in one feed. Uh, Strictly Hoop Talk is NBA, and Strictly Hip Hop is this hip hop podcast that we do where we do album reviews, uh, discussion pieces, all sorts of things with a wide range of guests. Got a lot of dope content coming soon. Also some dope interviews. I interviewed Peter Rosenberg recently. Check that out. That was a really dope uh, That was a really dope conversation. And um, if you're looking to follow, follow me on Twitter, again, follow me on Twitter at RealChrisPlatty, C-H-R-S-P-L-A-T-T-E. Thank you for listening, everyone, and we'll be back soon with some more content.